Welcome to another edition of A Talk to the Experts. Uh, once again, AgriCity Crop and Nutrition is here, the experts from AgriCity, to uh, talk about how we can make your harvest, how we can make your seeding a whole lot more efficient and a whole lot more profitable. And once again, on the line uh, with me is Tyler Gullen. Tyler is the agronomy manager for uh, AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. Tyler, how you doing? I'm great, thanks. And yourself, David? Not too bad at all. Today, I guess, well, we'll we're going to be talking about kosher and cleavers, but we'll, let's start talking about uh, kosher to be uh, to begin with. Here's a weed that is a big problem in Western Canada. What makes this weed such a big problem? Yeah, kosher really is a tough weed to contend with out here for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, it's a really hardy weed that's really tolerant to drought, frost, heat, and, and saline soil. Um, so, you know, it's hardy that way, and it's also relatively difficult to control with herbicides, too, especially if it gets too large and well-established. Um, you know, a lot of the chemical options in the market right now will list six inches the maximum application stage, which really limits those options if, you know, weather conditions delay an application and chase the spray out of the field. Um, so that's one thing, but kosher is also a tumbleweed, so any misses can really result in a widespread problem in a hurry. So, you know, for example, a wild oat will drop its seed right next to the plant that isn't controlled and kind of limit the problem to that field, whereas kosher will travel long distance in the fall, kind of spreading seed as it goes and causing the problem to move to additional fields of yours or your neighbors, uh, which makes it a, a problem as well. Um, and, you know, not only that, but a single kosher plant can produce an extremely high number of seeds, anywhere from fifteen to 25,000 seeds per plant. So all that makes kosher really competitive and difficult to contend with. Yeah, and it gets even worse when you th- start knowing that uh, we're starting to see herbicide resistance in kosher as well, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. So the first cases of, you know, this herbicide resistance started in was a group two herbicides uh, around 1988 and kind of spread across Canada and the U.S. from there to the point where we basically assume that all kochia is resistant to group twos. It's a uh, very genetically diverse plants and there's actually over, you know, 10 mutations recognized that can give resistance to group two herbicides without a penalty to the plant. Um, and so now glyphosate resistance to its weeds was reported around 2017 in southern Alberta. Uh, and that spread really fast as well. And just as we talked about the tumbleweed nature of this weed means that that resistance can spread really fast compared to other weeds. And, you know, some recent studies have, have said that around 50% of fields of kochia now have some some level of glyphosate resistance too. And not only is that resistance spread by the tumbleweed action, but it's also an outcrossing weed. So the resistance can spread by pollen as well, which really allows it to spread fast too. Um so, you know, that was the group twos and, and glyphosates, but now some recent work has also shown resistance to dicamba appearing as well in Alberta, which you know, really has been an effective herbicide option in the past. Um, so this work's still ongoing as, in terms of, uh, you know, if it's resistant to other group fours as well, but group four resistance is a little more complicated. So we'll uh, likely hear more about this going forward. But, you know, what we kind of know about resistance now, there's a lot of kosher populations resistant to those three modes of group two, four, and nine, which really make it tough for farmers to contend with. Kosher is a tough weed. So we know how tough it is now. What can farmers do to control their kosher? Yeah, I think there's still some good ways to combat it, but uh, I think we have to kind of approach it uh, using multiple strategies rather than just relying on the in-crop herbicides alone. Um, So I think first off, it's a great idea to start with a clean field and clean seed. Uh, kosher is you know, often one of the first weeds to emerge in the spring, and so it's such that pre-seed burn timing is really a good time to get a handle on it, either through tillage or else as a pre-seed burn down. And fortunately, there are still some effective options out there for chemical control, you know, apart from just tillage. 
uh, and you know, this is a great time to get in and spray that coach before it gets too large and difficult to control. So, you know, for example, Agri City has a product called Revenge, which is the same active as AIM from FMC. Group 14 herbicides can be mixed with glyphosate as part of a pre-seed burn that will control that kochia even if it's resistant to group 2, 4, and 9. It also has essentially zero soil residual, so it's safe in front of a lot of crops that are, you know, sensitive to other chemistries, whether it's lentils or chickpeas or, or other crops like that. So that's really a good, effective option. We also have a product called Revenge B that's the same active ingredients as Conquer from New Farm. Uh, and this adds an additional group six mode of action that's also effective on this resistant kochia as well. So, you know, it's a great option to add a glyphosate before canola, uh, get control of that resistant kochia, and you'll also help pick up some of the Roundup Ready volunteer canola and other, you know, problem weeds in that field too. Um, you know, if you move to cereals, I think there's a few more options. Um, you know, AgriCity is expecting to receive registration for pilots, which is the same active ingredients as Corex from Corteva. And that's a really nice option, too, if that dicamba is still working on the population on your farm. And Tyler Gullen, he's the agronomy manager uh, for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. If you ever have any questions, by the way, you can always call them 1-844-269-3276, 1-844-269-3276, or visit agricity.com. All right, so you've covered the pre-seed application, but is there anything that farmers can do around seeding? Yeah, I think if kochia is really the pain point on the farm, there's some best practices that can be done to help manage it, uh, you know, aside from the chemistry as well. So I'd start in the fall identifying fields that, you know, might be a concern the following year. So this could be fields you noticed had kochia escape last summer, or else you can see the uh, kochia carcasses blowing across the field throughout the winter and spring. So for some of those problem fields, it might be worth delaying seeding on those fields to get the most germination possible before doing your pre-seed application to really get the most control out of it. And I know that's always a tough message in the spring when everyone's chomping at the bit to get the seed in the ground, but really can go a long way to helping keep these you know, select fields clean later in the year. And then once you do get the seeding, you, know, you can start with clean, high-quality seed, and maybe look at increasing seeding rates and narrowing row spacing in order to get a crop that's more competitive in the early spring to really compete with that kochia. Um, you know, you can also help that out by fertilizing in a way that will get your crop off to a quick start in the spring. So, you know, phosphorus is a really important nutrient at this time of year for germination in cool soils. So a good fertility package that makes this phosphorus available to the plant will really help to compete with that kochia early as well. So, you know, for example, AgriCity has microfoss, um, a fertilizer product that's placed with the seeds. It contains a treatment to, to prevent that phosphorus from getting tied up in soil so the crop can access it and really get off to a good competitive start. Uh, Tyler, are there still herbicide options available in crop for kochia control? Yeah, there are still options, uh, but there's better options in some crops than others. So the weak point of kochia is really the seed survival in the soil. So, you know, even though each plant can produce thousands of seeds in a year, nearly all that seed is no longer viable after two years in the soil. So, you know, a good crop rotation will go a long ways to get that field cleaned up. So, you know, in cereals, peroxipir is a really effective herbicide we have for kochia control. Um, and it's available in a wide variety of herbicides at effective rates. But, you know, generally the more of that product you get in a product, the better it is to control the kochia, especially once it gets larger. So, you know, AgriCity has a number of herbicides containing this in our Foxy lineup, such as Foxy Pro, same active ingredients as Octane XL from Corteva, or Foxy R, which is the same active ingredients as Barricade from FNC. And, you know, we really have a number of products with, with Clorox here that do a great job on kochia. The decision really comes down to what other weeds in your farm you're looking to control to find the best options. So, um, and, you know, I would suggest spraying early with your in-crop herbicides as well. As, you know, we mentioned the kochia gets a little tougher when it gets larger. Um, you know, so that's cereals. And then in canola, glyphosate is so effective on a lot of co- kochia populations out there. 
So if that's the case in your farm, you know, spraying Disruptor 540 glyphosate from your city might be a good option in your Roundup Ready canola. Um, but if the glyphosate's not effective anymore, Liberty Link canola might be a better herbicide system for your, for your farm as effective on kosher still as well. So, um, you know, Vigor from AgriCity, it's the same ingredients as Liberty from BASF, and that might be a, a good option in your farm to get control. And, you know, there's a lot of really good yielding varieties out there for both these herbicide systems. So, you know, if herbicide kosher, resistant kosher is really a problem in your field, might be a good idea to rotate between these systems in subsequent years so that, uh, you know, you can help get... Uh, get control in a crop that uh, still controls this weed. Um, you know, I would like to recommend the split application of these herbicides in either system so you can get the first application in and get that kosher controlled early when it's still small, and then come back again to the second application to pick up any, any stragglers that, you know, emerge later on in the year. Um, and, you know, again, if you're seeding canola on fields, you know it will be a problem for kosher. might be worth choosing a, a variety of the shorter maturity in these fields and delay seeding slightly to get as much kosher as possible to germinate and get Revenge B as part of your burn down to get a nice clean field prior to seeding. Um, you know, and then crops like pulses really have fewer options for kosher control in crops. So, um, you know, again, in, in Western Canada, um, I think it's a great idea to get a good solid crop rotation going, get those fields cleaned up in the years of cereal and canola, so that then you'll have less there in the soil when you come back and use the pulses as part of your rotation. And then really, you know, get a good pre-seed uh, burn down before those crops. And, you know, if possible, years before your pulses, get a good pre-harvest application in the year prior to help kind of, you know, get some effective modes of action on that kosher uh, before it sets seed in the fall. Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition, as uh, we talk about how to control kosher. As a matter of fact, we've got a lot more to talk about on that and another problem weed, the uh, cleavers. So, when we come back, we talk kosher and cleavers on Talk to the Experts on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. We are back with Talk to the Experts as uh, we hear more from Tyler Gullen, the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition, on the battle against the kosher weed. Is kosher management, uh, Tyler, huge and, uh, and, a ch- and a task, I guess, uh, for a lot of farmers and has been for a lot of years. What other things are there to keep in mind when we're dealing with kosher? Yeah, for sure. I think the most important thing with this 249 herbicide resistant kosher is just really not to panic. You know, it's definitely a pain to deal with, but it can be managed. So, you know, there's still herbicides that control these populations uh, right now, but I think we really need to do what we can now to help keep them viable for as long as possible. So, you know, we really need to rotate effective herbicide groups as much as we can. So, as mentioned earlier, getting a group 14, your pre-seed burn is a great time to add infective modes, such as Revenge from AgriCity, you know, same active ingredient as AIM from FMC. Um, you know, it's even better if you can add additional modes in there, like the Group 6 and Revenge B from AgriCity that we talked about earlier as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then rotating into different, high, different herbicide groups when you apply an in-crop herbicide is also a great option. And, you know, then rotating those crops and rotating herbicide traits in canola, such as the Roundup Ready and Liberty Link systems, is really a great way to keep different modes of action across the farm. Um, you know, I think another good herbicide timing not to forget about is the pre-harvest timing. So while a lot of the kosher misses, you know, may have set seed already at that time, a lot of those later flushes may not have finished seed sets, and the pre-harvest application may help to reduce that seed load. And, you know, when a single plant can produce 20,000 seeds, uh, any, you know, percent reduction you can get in, in that, uh, uh, of that seed sets will really reduce the seed to deal with in the following year. Um, you know, and I think besides herbicides, there's a lot of good cultural control options, too, to really help control resistant weeds. So, you know, with kosher being a tumbleweed that moves, it's especially important to take care of field edges or uncropped areas. So, 
you know, mowing down kosher patches that you see in ditches and field edges and saline spots during the summer, you know, will really go a long way to prevent that seed set and, you know, prevent it from moving into kind of the cropped areas in the field. So, um, you know, and kosher tends to thrive in these low saline spots like potholes in the field and can move into the cropped areas. So it, it's one weed we're driving around and mowing a bit in July when things slow down a bit can really go, you know, a long way in reducing your workload for the following year. And then, you know, really as a worst case scenario, if you have some patches of plants you see that are not controlled, it may be worth it to go out and hand weed those patches, which is definitely not a popular opinion. But, uh, you know, with the high amount to see a single plant produces and how far it can spread in a year may save a lot of headache down the road. And, and you know, as they say, a, a, year of, uh, a year of seeding equals years of weeding. That's right. Yeah, that is great. Uh, so there we are with kochia and how to control kochia. Let's move to a different weed that we're hearing a lot about this year, uh, cleavers. What can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, so cleavers sure first showed up as an obligate winter annual in Canada, but they really adapted to our practices by now thriving both winter or spring germination. And, you know, this can really create some challenges. So, for example, in a challenging fall like 2019 that we had, there really wasn't a lot of fall spraying able to be done. So as a result, the cleavers that germinated in the fall will be quite large by the time we get into seeding this spring and, and might be a bit more difficult to control of that burn down. And even then, you know, a lot of the spring germinating cleavers tend to emerge right after seeding. And, you know, these weeds will be quite large at the time of the in-crop application and really difficult to control, especially for herbicides with narrow application timings. So, um, you know, there's also now a lot of cleaver populations resistant to group twos, which make control a lot more difficult. And, and luckily, you know, so far, this is the only herbicide group showing resistance in Western Canada. But some researchers think that, you know, we may see glyphosate resistance in this weed down the road. So I really see cleavers being at this point at the point that kosha was a few years back. And it's a great idea to do what we can now to help prevent that resistance from getting worse down the road. So, Tyler, what are, what are some options to control cleavers that we have now? Yeah, a lot of the approaches we talked about earlier with kosha actually apply really well to cleavers, too. So, you know, I think it starts to precede burn. And, and rather than relying on glyphosate alone, it's a great idea to add additional modes of action and burn down time and get control, especially for those crops with limited in-crop options. So, you know, we talked about Revenge from AgriCity, which is the same active ingredient as AIM from FMC. It's a really good addition to the tank that has virtually no soil residual, so it's safe before crops like lentils or mustard that have fewer options for an in-crop application. Um, you know, we also talked about Revenge B that's safe before canola. has really nice fit in this black soil zone as well. Um, but there's quite a few options out there depending what weeds you might have in the field, like narrowly foxbeard or grassy weeds. So you can always give us a call at one 269 3276 to find more about the best option for your farm. So getting this burn down is really critical with cleavers. You know, a lot of the herbicides we mentioned have quite narrow application times to be effective. So, um, you know, then once you move into the in-crop, cereals is actually quite similar to kosher as well, where um, Phlox Pure is a great product that works really well on cleavers. And, you know, there's a wide range of registered rates with uh, this active in Canada. And, and again, the more Phlox Pure you have, the wider your application is going to be in the cleavers. So, for example, Fox UCM from AgriCity uh, has the same active ingredients as Prestige XC from Corteva. Probably have a high rate, well, a really high rate of Ferroxpyr and control, you know, cleavers up to eight worlds. Um, but then there's some other options, you know, such as Foxy Buck M, which is the same active ingredients as Enforcer M from New Farm. And, you know, this has a little less Ferroxpyr, so it might not get quite as large as cleavers, but still very good control and has a great spectrum of other weeds. Um, you know, and AgriCity also has a, a brand new product called Foxy CRX that controls cleavers, thistle, narrowly foxbeard, and, and really has a great fit in cereal crops and in kind of the, these cleaver areas. So, you know, AgriCity currently has 10 different products containing Ferroxpyr, which would be great for cleavers, but really comes down to the other weeds in your farm. And uh, so you can always, you know, check out agricity.com or give us a call to find the best option for your farm.
And that number to call is 1-844-269-3276. Tyler McGullen, the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and Nutrition. So all of that is uh, great for cereals, uh, Tyler. What about other crops? Yeah, I think the other crops can be a little more difficult because there are fewer options. So, um, you know, with Roundup Ready, canola glyphosate will still take care of the cleavers. So that still works for now. And, you know, I always recommend the split application here as well so you can get cleavers when we're small with that first app then get any flushes with the second app uh, coming back later in the canola. Um, you know, liberalate canola will be a similar story, but with the exception that, you know, glufosinate has really struggled with cleaver control in the past. So, you know, again, this is a really good time if you're growing liberalate canola to get a really good pre-seed burn down, get the first wave of cleavers out of the way, and then come back with that split application of bigger uh, herbicide from AgriCity, which is the, the same ingredient as Liberty from BASF. And it's a really great economical way to get a couple apps on those, uh, on those cleavers in a season. Um, you know, I think peas are the other major crop we see in the black soil zone. And another one where you really have leaned heavily on the group two herbicides for a long time, which, you know, makes these group two resistant cleavers a bit of a sore spot. So, um, you know, again, pre-seed burn is going to be really important for this crop. But there's also a good option out there now called Bentazon, which is the active ingredient of the BOA family of products in Niagara City. So these are the same active ingredient as Bassagran from BASF. Uh, it's great, you know, contact herbicide for peas, group six. Um, but, you know, you really need that high rate of 0.91 liters an acre to, uh, you know, and get in early for this. But we'll only control peas with the three worlds. But it's a great option. You know, we have City has uh, BOA IQ that, uh, you know, adds a prepackaged rate of quizalifop, which is the same active ingredient as the sure too, from Forteva. This will be a great way to get control of grassy weeds uh, in your peas as well as those uh, cleavers. So you know, overall, I think there's still a lot of good cleaver control options for Western Canada, but, you know, I think a lot of cultural practices we talked about, so kosher like tillage and crop rotation will really go a long way in keeping these herbicides viable for a long time to come. Great information as, uh, as always, Tyler. Tyler Gullen is the agronomy manager for AgriCity Crop and uh, Nutrition. And uh, so we, we now have, have ways in which uh, we can manage kosher and cleavers. But if you have other questions, obviously, it's always good to call Tyler Gullen. And the number to call Tyler at is one 844 269 And as always, you can visit agricity.com. Tyler, thanks for this information. I'm David Curtin. You're listening to Talk to the Experts on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.